0: Welcome right. to VMN Volume 2 Episode 3, recorded on October 28th, 2020. VMN is produced and distributed out of unceded Abenaki territory in so-called Northeastern Vermont. We seek to provide a platform for movements pushing for liberation in this area and beyond. This week's episode features an interview with BLM organizer Raymond T. Moore from North Adams, uh, um, Massachusetts, Sean Pratt from Bennington, Vermont, and our own uh, Daryl Lamont Jenkins from New Jersey. Welcome, everybody. Hello, everyone. What's
1: up, fellas? How you all doing? Thank you for having me.
2: So I guess the first. uh, uh, Now bear in mind, I am, and I apologize because I'm just um trying to get acclimated right now. But I wanted to just get an idea of um what is going on, who is who, what the players are, because I'm calling here from I'm coming here from Jersey. I'm coming in from Jersey, and there's a lot of stuff that's going on in Vermont right now that I think a lot of people need to know. So um including myself. So, I mean, I do, that's, I, I am, I am abreast of some things, thanks to Marina and, uh, and some other efforts out there. Um, but I think it's time that I start hearing from people themselves as to what has been the drama that's been happening in Vermont, so to speak. So I am going to, um, start off with, um, I'm just going to ask T if he can, um, just give us a little primer or something to that effect. So my partner,
3: Sean Pratt, he lives in our business in Vermont. My BLM BLM North Adams, also associated with our NBID, which is our Northern Berkshire Intersectional Partnership. Um, That's my nonprofit organization. But um, we support the BLM BLM movement. After we got Robin Moulton removed, um, we started hearing about the um, racial discrimination situation.
0: We're losing you, uh, Raymond.
3: Um, I was put in contact with Sean Pratt. Pratt sat down and he informed me what was going on. So, BLM of North Adam did a march in Mount Bennington, Vermont. The racial discrimination that's been going out there, POC's been targeted, the chief of police is targeting uh, black people, even um, uh, POC's with New York plates. Um, Sean Pratt put us on to the situation that was going up, going on in that. We was already dealing with our situation in Berkshire County. Um, we went to the Black Lives Matter mural and we seen it for our, I seen it for myself. So that's when I initiated the BLM march in Bennington, Vermont. So we got together with, uh, we got together with uh, uh, another person up there with Sean Pratt. Uh, Mia and a couple of other organizers, and we marched through that town. Don't you know we brought water bottles, even though that's the Second Amendment of the state? They followed us with M16s, AR15s. Every all the counter protesters followed us with guns. Like literally, we had water bottles. We used our First Amendment. We didn't. We, we wasn't burning, murdering. We wasn't doing none of that. We was bringing awareness to what's going on in that town, how the POCs were being targeted. And the counter protesters decided to march on the side of us with all their guns. They so they tried to silence us or try to intimidate us and that still didn't work because we still got, we still marched, held our head up. You know what I mean? We still looked the devil in his eye and let him know that we, we will not be intimidated. You would not treat them. Continue supporting Trump. Right? will continue supporting um of Vermont able from away because there shouldn't be no discrimination going on. And and it's and it's more quiet the way they do it. And it's and the racial profiling the POCs up there uh, outnumbered ten to one period. But when you have the administration, when you have the police, you have, you don't have a chance. You don't have a chance up there at all.
0: At this point, we were having a little bit of technical difficulty with TT's feed, so there's going to be a little bit of chopping in and out at this point.
2: Sean Pratt, um, we could, um, I want to try to get your take on everything that's um, going on as well. Um, this sounds like this sounds like something that people have been seeing, particularly in areas that don't have a lot of people of color in, where they think that even though we're marching peaceful they can express the uh their desire to be violent so to speak so um what has been um your take on what has been happening what's what's been um your come away from all of it
1: well first of all i want to introduce myself my name is sean pratt um i grew up in brooklyn new york um i moved up to bennington vermont back in 95 to go to college um uh, at southern vermont college and I've been in Vermont, um in the Northeast ever since. And <clears throat> since that time, um I've seen so much racism. Um, so much so that I i you know, I'm I'm numb, not numb, but basically used to a lot of it. Basically numb to a lot of it. Um the problems that we're having here is so covert. Um and Shout out to T T Moore and MBIP for for being there to help us to assist us as well as other uh people of color, um and a lot of our allies. Um it it, it has been I, I, I'm an advocate, Daryl, and from New York City, Brooklyn, Coney Island. So I really didn't understand the scope of the work. Um and this was way this was like about four years ago, I started doing heavy reading and doing a lot of things um That's when I started waking up to my consciousness and 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 what I need to know about myself because I felt really low self esteem about myself living in a predominantly white area um also my girlfriend um my my wife uh my everything she she has been very instrumental in my growth and understanding coming into the knowledge of myself and who I am and how powerful I am as a black man. Um, she's gonna be named the president of the NAACP. Well she's already that they're gonna swear her in. So um there was a point in time where Vermont didn't have any black organizations of any of any kind. Specifically here in, in Bennington, Vermont, which is they call the armpit of Vermont. Um this is on the west side. And, you know, with the rise of, you know, Trump and all the things that's been going on, we all know that there's been a rise in also the 3% nation and a lot of the rhetoric that's been coming out of the, those, you know, the 3%ers mouths and, you know, the Trumpers, which I believe are all kind of lumped into the same category. Now you are starting to get Vermont rising up with different organizations. Let me give you a few we have one organization that's run by Sheila Linton over in Brattleboro Vermont called root social justice they lean on um liberation for people of color and also gay and lesbian rights um you you have um the Vermont steering committee which is headed by um coach uh, uh, Coach Williams, I believe his name is. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but, um, he's a guy that's been in Vermont for so long and he's been starting those organizations. Then you have Justice for All and, um, Racial Justice Alliance by Mark Hughes in Burlington, Vermont. So now you see a lot of these organizations. I'm going to have mine pretty soon, which is a mentorship program, which is going to be called Rise Up Mentor, mentorship and management program for kids for young adults, for people of color, um, kids that play basketball, kids that got different talents, we make sure that we, we stay near them. So these are the things that we have to have in place in order to be able to combat a lot of the racism that's going on. Bennington and Vermont as a whole, I don't know if you're familiar with Kaya Morris, who was the state rep. I'm going to tell you, man, she is one of the most powerfulest people. She's yay high, but I'm telling you, She has, she keeps her word. She's unbelievable. And she's way ahead of her time. What she was doing in Bennington, Vermont, I have no idea. But she has basically, bro, she has basically won this state over, right? I mean, she's probably bigger than Michelle Obama in the state of Vermont. Everyone knows her, right? And she's one of the reasons why, she was the she catapulted everyone, even me. I, I called her one day, and she was, you know, she was like, "Yo, it was a lot going on, you know." And I told her, I said, "Look, because the one thing, and I don't know if you understand this, Daryl. When we see our mothers and our black women upset, crying, feeling like it's too much, and we just standing there and ain't nothing we could do, there's something we could do." And that's what I reiterated to her. I said, we standing by you. I'm, I'm standing by you. And I'm going to put myself out there because you're the only one speaking. No one else is speaking. She allowed me and gave me the platform to say, look, Sean, what you saying is right. What you believe is right. And you are worth it. And she helped me believe that along with my other girlfriend, two black women. As long as I've been in Vermont, I haven't felt that since I've left my home in New York City, in Coney Island, and my family. So Vermont is as racist as they can be. But let me tell you, don't think for one bit that these people ain't mobilizing and getting their getting their um, organizations together because we're doing just that. And it's because of the people that I just talked about. And of course, the people that, you know, people like you, Daryl, people like <laughs> we're starting to pull this together and it's all coming It's all coming together man so
2: well that's the interesting thing because i noticed cuz the um the way we know her story Kim Morris' story is that she was basically hounded out of office by a white supremacists and i think um from my perspective that was what lit a fire under everybody's behind to say okay something's going wrong here and we're just going to have to jump on it and that white supremacist is still out there still getting in trouble um still trying to cause some trouble um so i guess that's basically making the fire larger (laughs) um that that, not again that's coming from me here in jersey trying to still learn am i on the right track
1: no no you on the right track but let me tell you something else if you know black women right they are not going to compromise who they are right she didn't allow that they were calling her name they were saying she was a wimp she was this she was that for leaving hold up who was telling me she's a wimp Her. she wasn't being protected like all them other white people that were going through the same thing right she didn't get the same type of protection that she needed The, the protection and the confidence That she needed that her, the people that were behind her was going to protect her. She didn't feel comfortable. I'm sitting here telling you, Daryl. She didn't feel comfortable staying in that position, knowing that this man was doing what he was doing. And he attacked me too. And there was no protection. Whether we felt that he was going to do it, he was serious about it or not. You understand? Kaya Morris is not going to take anything lower than
2: that. Okay. So now, where do you see, um, yourselves in the next few months, regardless of what happens during the election? Where do y'all see y'all building to towards over the next few months to the next year? Um, what are you looking to do?
1: We are looking to basically have more of a connections with our programs and with each other in the state, have more of a connection Mm -hmm. with each other, which we're we getting that now, but we're not all the way there. We would like the town to come and meet us halfway, right? But at this point, we don't think that that's going to happen, right? right? I am in conversations with some people right now in town about some black businesses. I I was just on one at 4 o'clock. Now, we want more businesses, black businesses in town. We want black people to not have to feel harassed when they're at work, when they hear the N word and then they're, they're getting, you know, not that they're, if you're, this is what happens in Vermont. You're at work and you hear the word nigger. Well, this guy said I was, a this guy, I heard this guy say something about him being a nigger or whatever. And then it crossed your ears. Now, mind you, you want one or two of the only black people that work in the, in there and you got to worry about that kind of stuff or hear that kind of stuff. It becomes frustrating. I know my brother had to leave three jobs because of that kind of talk and because he wasn't, he wasn't tolerant of it. So now here we go with a situation where racism, systemic racism affects people's living situations. So now you may not be able to change the hearts of people, but we can put on notice that look, these kind of things are happening in these places of business to so where these black men and black people black women or whoever it is feel very uncomfortable and now it messes up their way of of how they live you know so i think what we can do what what we want to do is we want to obviously turn around the racist attitude but also we want to be able to build our own infrastructure of our own people so that we can we have a a, a place where we we can protect each other, and it in case like, these things comes, yeah,
2: and it sounds like you're trying to build that network pretty much across the state, not just particularly in the um in um in the city in the town, um which probably would be the most beneficial thing to do um and you said that you have been dealing with people um who have had the same kind of situation, correct,
1: yes. <laughs> What what do you mean in that?
2: In that sense. The meaning, in in the sense that mm-hmm. um y'all are not alone. You are not alone in Vermont. <laughs> I don't care right. if you Petler P- yeah,
1: yeah. You you said it right, you got it right. Yeah. You're close, so you and
2: uh I don't care where you go in the state and the beauty about the state is that it's a that, that's a small state and you can network really close by. Um so when one one town has trouble, another town is there to get you back. That, right. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is TT oh. T. Moore. Yeah. TT yeah. T. Moore. And what I'm also
2: doing is gathering
1: a lot of black men together to do this work because the one thing you got to know what's going on in Vermont, a lot of the women are doing the work mm-hmm. and they queens, they queens, man. They queens and they doing the work, but you know, we got to step up more. These men got to step up more. So.
2: Hey, case in point, Kia Morris. I, I would say that it's funny because you come outside Vermont, you tend to think that Vermont is supposed to be this um bastion of liberalism because you have Bernie Sanders as your senator and all that and Howard Dean come was a governor there and you know and so on and so forth but the problem is you still have those areas in Vermont that are not as say how should i say developed <laughs> and you see that in New England in general when you start going above Massachusetts, you really do start seeing it. You see it in really in New Hampshire. You see it in Maine. You go into Canada, you definitely see it in those maritime provinces. I would say, um, but and Vermont is supposed to be this oasis. And I think it is important that people recognize that, no, we still have the same problems, just as bad as anywhere else in this state, anywhere else in the country, anywhere else in New England. And that's the message I think really needs to come out um so in addition to put um doing events like this, doing recordings like this, what have y'all been doing to getting that message out beyond um the state
1: i i We've already had a few panels that we held uh uh between Vermont and New Hampshire um like I said, we're still small. A lot of us are still small. Um, also, we deal with a lot of organizations like Rights and Democracy. I know my girlfriend deals with Rights and Democracy. Um, I got to be honest. I mean, I love Rights and Democracy, right? But, I mean, but they're, they're not always there to, to make sure that we're, that that people of color and people in general make, are, make sure that, but, yeah, I got it.
2: Yeah, you want to tell everybody who what rights and democracy is? Because now we're gonna start getting into some groups that we um that we might not know.
1: Rights and democracy is a group that ha, that's up north here. Run that's a Bernie Sanders uh organization. They've been very instrumental in uh getting people getting Democrats to vote democratically, you know, and um they've been having events, you know, they they've been putting people on, you know Um, basically they get a lot of Bernie supporters and you know, Vermont is like Bernie land. So um, those are one of his organizations. They are a real, I like the people there. I love the people there, but it is, it is a lot of white people and a lot of them have a tendency to not be able to deal with the black situation. So that's what kind of cools me off um with those guys a little bit but you know I try to be as fair as I can be without you know saying saying too much you know I feel like that they're just the same it's the same thing it's the same stuff oh, um they don't really I mean they do but they don't really tackle the real issues that's happening with black people
2: I don't think they so, can I don't think they really can. That's where our organizations come in. And you spoke of a few of them, and I see TT's back up. Um, we have Black Lives Matter up there. We have the NAACP up there. But what of what grassroots organizations are coming up? That um, and I think you mentioned a few of them already. Um, right.
1: The racial racial um, racial justice alliance headed by Mark Hughes. And what he, do they do? They, they basically they he does he has a bunch of people that he has within this organization and he's, and he has certain people that go, you know, they they go talk to the police department or they go talk to the state's attorney or they, you know, they talk to different branches of law enforcement or talk to select board members, or they go in, in the meetings. It's kind of like, a, uh, uh, you know, or if, you know, sometimes the, um, the mayor or the governor is is having a phone call and he sends a bunch of them. I mean, it's at least, it's a lot of those guys, every call I've gotten on, they have invoked the name racial justice, Alliance. So, I mean, they actually having a meeting now and maybe one day we can have Mark Hughes on talking because that brother, he, he, he's working on a reparations bill. I mean, Daryl, this guy is unbelievable. Okay, and we got many leaders, Tabitha Moore, for instance, up in Rutland. Um, and we're just up here, and a lot of people don't know what we're going through. You know, even in northern Berkshire, what Tiki's doing, I didn't even know until somebody told me I had to call him. So, you know, I didn't even know the brother. But being in the situation that we're in right now, I got to call him.
0: So Titi, can you, uh, explain the situation with a town councilman and what you've been going on in North Adams, uh, Massachusetts? Cause people think Massachusetts is nice and liberal, but, uh, make sure that this is, um, educated out of people in this
3: podcast. Okay. All right. Everybody can hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, we got All right. you. All right. So we started off, um, BLM started off in, in June. With the Robin Moulton case, um, we did we we did our first march um, in June in North Adams. Robin Moulton decided to go on national television and put and air out his beliefs. Now Robin Moulton was the president of the EMS, um, of the, uh, the EMTs. He was the president of it, but he didn't believe in COVID. He didn't believe in science. He was the, he was the head of the school committee. So you're telling me that I got somebody that's around children, that's the head of the school committee, that's the head of the EMS that first our first responders, and you're telling me you don't believe in the pandemic, you don't believe in Black Lives Matter, you're calling us a, a terrorist organization that we should, like, he went, he went above and beyond. And his, he, he put his beliefs on the radio station, on air, live. Like, there was, there wasn't supposed to be a response. Like, it, he, it was okay for him to say what he said. Now, mind you, my kids go to the school. I'm a father of 14 kids. Eight boys, six girls. Not be damned, I let, I let that guy be close to any children whatsoever. His attitude towards, towards the pandemic and science and, and his bigotry that's up in northern Berkshire, up, up in northern Berkshire, it's ugly. Now, mind you, since I, since I started speaking out, since I spoke out, I did numerous marches, Um I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the administration and the mayor and stuff like that. But my house been shot at. I've been threatened by the, the Aryan Nation. I've been threatened by the Vermont militia. Um, they got a militia in Vermont been threatening me. My car been, my car, my car was blown up. The hate in Northern Berkshire it's quiet, but they're but tight netted. Same
1: thing in Vermont. Same thing in Vermont.
3: And, and mind you, it's the corner stores. It's in the schools. It's in the. It's in the, it, it was an administration. It still can be an administration. But I'm not gonna say everybody in North Adams is bad because it's not. Because the community, the community stood behind me and is still behind me. They showed love, but you still have that that handful of, of people. With that, that have that bigotry and that hate towards us, the people of color and brown people and indigenous people. Like, we don't, we're not supposed to be here. Like, right. we don't have value to our life. That's what they believe up here. And they're quiet. They're, they're quiet about it, but they're deadly about
2: it. But that was one of the reasons why, I mean, you were off, um, offline for a little bit here, but I was talking about those networks between, um, between groups, and how do we all work together to be honest, I really wish I heard about them coming after you like that. mari nations is both, if very nation is zeroing in on you then um that 's kind of like in my wee house because I chase after nazis for a living <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually throw the bombs back but
0: <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> I'm gonna, you left in here uh,
3: now listen'm I'm from i 'm from Boston. I moved up here six years ago, but it's just the point. It's just the principle. They watched me and me, and my wife, and yeah. my children while we was at the park. They followed us. I I called on. Now, I'm from Boston, so I know I I know my surroundings. and I know when somebody's following. I know when somebody's paying too much attention to me and my family. So instead of going directly home, we detoured down one ways to see if this if these two vehicles was going to follow. And they did. Now, mind you, walking down my street, if my wife did not pick up my child, you know how your child gets tired? And so my wife picked up my child. We got home a little bit early. Now, if my wife didn't pick up my, if my wife did not pick up my child, we would have been outside for them shots. We would have been right in my driveway for them gunshots. And it's, it's a shame because we're fighting for equality. We're fighting for respect for something that we was born that God gave us. We was born with up here. They'd be like, they're they're silent and they close, they close their eyes and be like, "Oh, that don't happen in my town." Yeah, it do happen in your town. You have white privilege, so it's not going to happen to you. So you, they're they're allies up here, and and they're just going to brush it off and brush it off. And when they try to silence me, like I still got
2: a hundred or something, I still get threats to this day. And that leads me to this: How do we, as more or less the general public, protect you? How how do we protect everybody that's up there going through this? What's the best way to do that? Use your voice. Okay. Everybody, use your-
0: while we're waiting for TT to come back. Can you, uh, Sean, talk about what the the Vermont militia has actually been doing. This is the first time I've heard of them actually starting to threaten people. This is this is the the Vermont militia that was on Facebook that got kicked off. There's a few
1: of them. And okay, I'm, you want to go with him? OK, you want to continue? OK, we have one camp up here um that I know of. It's in northern Vermont. They they're so sinister that I don't even want to say their name. You know what I'm saying? I spoke to the guy on the phone. He's really weird and sinister. He was basically worried about people calling his organization racist. I I mean I know I'm important, but I'm I'm really not that important to be running my gaps about why people think your 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 place that you have is like that. So I didn't want to keep talking with him about it. Um I just wanted to get off the phone with him because it was very eerie because the one thing I noticed was the fact that he didn't tell me his real name to begin with. So if you're going to have a conversation, right? You're going to, you're going to be honest with me, right? Me and you, you're not going to just talk about it and, and act like, you know, cause he tried to think, he tried to make me think he was somebody else and not the person who he was. But I've already been briefed on it before he even called me, right? Because he's so worried about it, about what somebody's thinking of him and his, um, and his ranch and his camp. Um, the camp that they're doing is, uh, from what I heard is illegal. There are a bunch of people up there staking it out watching a lot of them you know they got a lot of people in there that's that's taking pictures and stuff like that supposedly this guy has a has a charge a gun charge and all kind of charges but he owns the place i don't know if he has guns in his hands i don't know if he has possessions of guns but from what i'm hearing it's illegal buildings and all all sorts of things They they put stuff out on facebook They talk about look out for the urban and all these racist gaslighting things that they talk about while he's sitting there telling me, no, they're not racist, and they have so many black people in their organization. So I said to him, well, if you have black people in your organization, you don't have to tell me, right? You 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 know, that that same thing. I got black people in my family, right? So these are the things that gives me indication about who he is. You know, fifty percent of war is deception. I already know how those people think. They they have many different offshoots and and they connect with different organizations. There's a lot of them up here in Vermont. They're in secluded areas. There's secluded areas in Vermont also where they do a lot of training. You know, um they tried to blame Kyle Morris for for the gun situation because they were they had automatic weapons. So, what do you need automatic weapons for if you're hunting? That's when it started, when they were talking about somebody's trying to take their guns away. And I and I just laughed because I said, "No one's taking white men's guns away ever." So, yeah, but those organizations, like I said, the rise of the three percent nation. I know there's one in Northern Berkshire that TT told me about. Again, we not I I I'm not worried about them, but you know, we do got to watch out. So,
2: and a and, teacher, um, you had these folks zeroing in on you physically. Um, who, who are who are they? How do and how do we um how do we handle that crowd? First, first of all, I can tell you that I do research on them all the time. So, I've
0: been watching these guys myself for some time. Uh, the the. The camp they're talking about, we know his name uh he's got some bizarre gun charges on him in New York, but nothing's stuck yet um there There's a lot of cases against him here and there, but for some reason he's still walking free um it It was federal charges from what I saw of the paperwork
2: How long ago were the charges
0: not long ago he's i think he's out on bail um I don't know he's sure no doing more. this gun training place up in this camp in uh west it's right at the border of New York and Vermont and uh he's been to this camp of his they go up there and they do training he's uh, he trains the Vermont militia that uh Karen Cummings scalp uh person who was photographed next right. to Max Misch. she apparently is in with him right now and she's a, a QAnon supporter. That's what we, I know about him. A lot of the stuff that I'm hearing is a, is very strange. Um, apparently he has business connections we've heard all around the world, but I don't have confirmation on that. It's, I was offered to be given a, a dossier on him, but the person who created the dossier is working with the police and I didn't really want to get that close to them. I think, fig, I'm figuring that since he's got federal gun charges on him right now, that this problem may solve itself. I'm hoping.
2: But he will still have people around him that will still be in the street. So while we're, well, we're dealing with he may be off the stage, we still got to know who the other ones are so that we can, um, deal with them if we need to. And I think that's where my concern okay, I'm, is. I'm, yes, sir. I'm back. Yeah.
3: Like, before I get kicked off, they're called um, Stanford, Vermont, Risky Ranchers. Now, the thing that's bugging me, Mike DeLoten is the head sheriff up in Stanford, Vermont. He's the head guy that runs Risky Ranchers Militia. What's the name of the group again? Risky Ranchers.
2: They're going to be easy to find.
3: I also, like, um, there's another The the KKK is based in Windsor, Massachusetts.
2: Yes, that I do know.
3: They, um, they've been coming at me, um, left and right. How they gonna rape my wife and, um, skin my black children? Like you know, it's like I'm not. I've been. I'm prepared. I'm, I'm prepared. I don't like. I didn't want to come to this, but it's just the point. Like brother Martin Luther King would, brother Malcolm went through it, and they're not. I'm not backing down. I'm not being silent. And I'm gonna keep going forward. And I know, it's just like I tell my wife, you know, this world's unsafe regardless. Either we're gonna sit down and watch, or we're gonna be a part. what side of history we wanna be on. We wanna be on the right side of history. We wanna be on the right side of justice. We gonna fight for the right cause. But so then up in Windsor Lake, but in Pittsfield, but now that you got everybody from um, Windsor, Holly, everybody from the inner suburb area is pushing to the city. Like, the messages that I've been getting that if Trump loses, they're getting ready to attack all POCs from Pittsfield, from Pittsfield to North Adams, all the way to the uh, Bennington-Vermont border. And there's already been, like, we did a March Sunday in There's a There was already a caravan of truck, uh, caravan of, uh, pickup trucks driving through Wayne's They already started, cause we, we went out there to support our black trans community and, uh, the black queer. We went out there after, um, they received our threatening, uh, our threatening message. We went out there to show them that we support them. And the ne- that night, that same night, they, I got a phone call. Saying how they, there's a caravan of Trump supporters and riding through town, honking through the streets and threatening people. And it's been, it's been going on for like four days now. Hmm. So they're, they're riding through Williamstown, North, they're coming, they're coming out of Vermont. So Vermont and Williamstown is border. Williamstown, Williamstown and North Adams is border. Adams is my next march, which is November 8th. That's, that's Confederate, that's Confederate land. They got Confederate flags all through that town and I, I was already told not to march in Adams. But guess what? I'm marching.
2: Well, we're gonna we're gonna hype it for you too. Um, we're gonna be putting it on our website tonight. Thank you.
3: <laughs> Thank you. All, I want,
2: all I need is the information and the contact information for you and, every, and all the organizers. And let's see if we can get some people from uh, up there to uh, give you a little juice.
3: But the city hall's um, the city hall's giving me a
2: runaround, telling me that I need insurance to march. You do not. That's a game that gets played a lot. They always try to do that, and um, your lawyers can make and uh, can um, kick that to the curb. You have a right to march without a permit. You have a right to march without insurance. You do not have to provide insurance. They also try to make you charge a uh, um, a marching fee or something like that. And it's That's like, what I'm no.
3: That's what i 'm going through right now the insurance, the permit, and the fee and, and, and I try to tell them that they're violating my first amendment rights, Yes, they', they are. violating my civil rights, and they're telling me that I cannot march in the town and i'm telling them i'm going to march regardless even if I got to march by myself i'm going to do my route
2: mm-hmm. we' we'll definitely we'll definitely give you hype around that to see and um and let people know all this. make sure tonight if you can, give me all the information that you can um that you have on this March, on the 8th, and any other marches that you have. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna put it out there right now. We have a public calendar on our website. Our website is idavox.com. It's named after Ida B. Wells, dot com. You can submit an event to be put on our public, and it will appear on two sites. It would appear on IdaVox and on the One People's Project website. Okay. So um, you can either send me the information to put it up there myself, or you can do it yourself. It's either or, and I just have to approve it. All right. I probably more
3: likely I will probably send it to you. And okay. one more thing. And one more thing that I wanted to bring attention to, bring aware that the NAACP in of Vermont, is showing me more love than the own NAACP in my own county. The NAACP in Berkshire County have a bashing campaign against my organization because I removed three of their members out of my group. Because they're of a personal matter. I reached out to corporate. I reached out to other people to try to, you know, to squash the situation because the people that's been removed from my organization, it's a personal issue.
2: Right.
3: And they're using the NAACP to try to bully us because they wanted, they wanted me, my organization to put our budget with their budget and try to tell us what we can't, can't do.
2: Christina. Well, you got be working with us now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking, man. I mean, if, if, um, one, if, if, you're, um, having like resistance in one camp, go to the other camp. There's other camps and, um, I'm not going to badmouth the NAACP or anything, but by the same token, um, no, I we got to keep moving forward. We got a larger mission than the, right. the fighting that we keep having between ourselves. No, I just I just wanted to
3: bring that forward because that seems like a conversation that always come up. So I always want to bring that forward because hold on, on. I got family in the NAACP, right? I got family in like Boston, New York, Connecticut. Like I deal with the NAACP and Sean Pratt and them. Like I I I grew up with the NAACP, from Blue Hill to Roxbury. Like I, I, but for 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 to see what the what I'm going through. It's like, damn, them, like, we, we, we're fighting the same, we're fighting the same
2: thing. No, we we can't have, we can't afford those wars right now.
3: We I know, I'm not, I don't wars. want
2: no war with them, I, I'm peace
3: with them. I just want yeah. to bring it to your front because it's going to come out. We don't like TC more because
2: he don't follow our way. I just want to let you know what, what. Yeah, but you know, you know what, you can't, I can't listen to that. I mean, my attitude is that, um if we're, if we're all working towards the same goal, and we're not a detriment to each other. And I don't see you as a detriment. Right. Um, th- then let's just, then let's just ignore all that, whatever issues you have with people. Cause we're all going to have issues with people. Right. There, there's no escape from that. Um, right. But by the same token, it should not get in the way of the mission, not get in the way of the work. Exactly. Um, right
3: now with another thing, we do rallies every Friday in Pittsfield on Dalton Ave. Um, they got the Trumps down there on Dalton Ave um, promoting their bigotry and hate towards us. So um, the lady Diana, you know, every Friday, Friday you know, at Friday, Friday Friday. 4. Friday. Friday. Friday at 4, Dalton Ave and their friendlies.
2: They yeah, want information Diana, on that too. The lady
3: Diana Posey from New Hampshire that was disrespecting the oh, Spanish people, she came down here and and put a little group out here and so called us out when we answered our call. We've been there ever since five or six, six weeks now. Just letting them know that we can't, we, we matter. And uh, I'm not, my, my main thing is unity. I want unity instead of divide. being divided. So,
0: so that, so TT, do. do you have a website that you can, you can, uh, you can promote right now so people can get in touch with you?
3: Yeah, it's called, it's called Berkshire Intersectional Berkshire Intersectional Partnership. That's our that's our Facebook um our Facebook our uh, page for our nonprofit organization. I mean, Northern 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 Berkshire Intersectional Partnership.
0: Excellent, excellent. All right. uh So, Sean, do you have any uh any websites or any, any uh? internet resources you want
1: to pitch um the best the best way to is just to use my email to get in touch with me because i work the stuff that i do i do the work alone like um i do a lot of advocacy work for different people like i said at some point i'm going to have my rise up program um and i'm going to have that running and going pretty soon but basically um my I can give you my email for anybody that wanna get in touch with me. That's the place you can get in touch with me at. It's um Sean Pratt, S H A W N, P-R-A-T-T 802 at gmail.com. And I'm like I said, I'm connected with um MBIP, Northern Berkshire Intersectional. I'm connected with a lot of different um organizations, um, the the racial uh Racial Justice Alliance steering committee, Racial Justice Alliance, Root Social Justice. And you know, like I said, once we continue to do these interviews and panels and things like that, we can have those people on and you can hear all the stuff that's going on here in Vermont.
0: Excellent.
3: Excellent. Uh, another thing that I want to bring um, bring light to is um Western mass labor's there's another organization that the MBIPs are affiliated with. Um, they help um, put food on the table for the minorities. We're part of that. We give back to the community as a because they always ask what BLM doing for the community. So we're working with Western Mass labors. Also, we work with the Roots, the Teen Center in North Adams. Um, uh, and another organization that we, we just um, DSA at uh the shears we're working with right now, DSA Collision. Um we're putting a, a response together. So um yeah. All right. So those those are the organizations that we're working with as a BLM and
2: um NBIP.
0: Excellent. Uh so Daryl, uh you wanna pick pitch uh uh OPP and Ida Well
2: like I said, One People's Project is one people's Idabox is I D A B O X dot and you can um see me on email. Uh, you can see me on Twitter and Instagram at D. Lamont Jenkins, where I'm very frequently posting. And you can also catch me on Netflix at Alt-Right Age of Rage, the documentary um, that basically tells you who I am versus who they are. And if you want to see the movie Skin, Skin is on Amazon Amazon Prime. Um It's about a neo-Nazi that I helped get out of the white power scene. It's Brian Widener, Danielle McDonald.
0: Vera Farmiga oh, yeah,
2: and Mike Coulter, who everybody knows from Luke Cage or the TV show Evil, plays me. What else? Oh yeah, and the TV show and um and and the 20-minute short film called Skin that's on YouTube that won an Oscar in 2019. Oh, I've been busy.
3: <laughs> me too. One more. Hold on. One more thing. One more thing. We gotta congratulate We gotta congratulate cause we the BLM of North Adams. We just got um offered W B awards. Uh, we just got offered one radio station, 96.1. Yes. So, um, as me to DJ, to, uh, to host that radio station, which is going to be called the TT T. Moore show. The streets is talking. So all right. It, all right. It, all right.
2: It's us. Make so sure I'm we know. <clears throat> yeah, we will hype that one. We will hype that one yeah. to death. So that,
3: um, our first segment is going to be on, um, November 17th. We're going to have Sean Pratt and his wife, uh, Mia on it's going to be a seven seven days a week radio station talking about social justice issues and many different many different things we we'll, we'll talk about a lot of different things but um the teach you more show um the streets are talking be we're going to hear on november seventeenth my
2: birthday happy birthday <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you
0: excellent so um we're coming up on an hour i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap this up um this was, uh, VMN volume two, episode three, recorded on October 28th, 2020. You can find, uh, us at VermontMovementNews.org and I am going to be changing the name to something a little bit less colonial as, uh, this, this is Apenaki land. Vermont is just what the French called it.